This is the Better Life, Better Work Show, and I'm your host, Allison Crow. I'm a life and self-leadership coach for authentic and ambitious small business owners and professionals. I show up here in your ears as a transparent leader doing the same inner and outer work that you are. I'm here to remind you that you're probably a gardener and not a machine and that soft, sustainable and soulful success is actually available to you on your own terms. Emotional presence and wellness are also available to you as someone who juggles both an amazing business and a beautiful life. I'm here to remind you that more is not better, better is better. Hello, dear ones. I'm Allison Crow, your favorite life and self-leadership coming to you today. This is a live recording, so I am broadcasting this. Welcome replay viewers and welcome podcast listeners. Um, oh, I got something for you today. <laughs> and I'm just going to kind of talk through it. I don't really have any agenda, but I want to talk about, I want to talk about internal safety and self-leadership. I'm working with my clients right now on... Some inner work that's disguised as a visibility challenge, as a marketing challenge, (laughs) but it's not, as I tell them, this isn't really a marketing challenge. This isn't really a challenge about posting. This is um, a compassionate challenge that's meant to bring up your shit so that we can love on it and then upgrade our beliefs. And I've had a lot of private conversations with various clients um, and a lot of insights around internal safety. One of the things that business owners, not one, here's some of the things that business owners come up, see if you can recognize yourself. Um, Overthinking, intellectualizing, anxiety, panic, obsessing, um, self-judgment, holding yourself to perfectionist standards, uh, trouble being still or relaxed. This podcast is sponsored my dog by my dog looking its feet in the sound. Uh, perfectionism, procrastination, people pleasing. I work with a lot of people pleasers, probably because I'm a recovering people pleaser. Um, lack of boundaries, stirring up drama, being overwhelmed, overfunctioning, difficulty making decisions, um, disconnecting, disassociating. Feeling stuck, numb, isolating, um, getting really stubborn, feeling controlling. <laughs> I say who, I say when, feeling aggressive, arguing. Hey, hey, thank you, good boy. I guess, I guess it will be what it will be with Leroy. Um, all these things come up for business owners and professionals. Let me speak in the context. I mostly work with, I have a couple of clients that have um, corporate jobs, a couple that have government jobs, very high level government jobs and very high level corporate jobs, like high. And then a lot of my clients are small business service based. A couple of them have products. I work with a couple, a handful of artists, Um, but a lot of, service-based 
self-employed small businesses. Some of them are solopreneurs and some of them run teams of 11 to 30 people. I have a handful of clients that have two or three different businesses. And so we are talking about some of the very common quote resistance blocks, things that come up for professionals and self-employed people creating business, marketing business, serving clients, charging clients. Um, Also, let me just give a little um, side note here too. I'm sick. (laughs) I feel so emotionally good, but physically I've got this stupid Omicron and it, my experience, I've had it for about two weeks. It is not a five day thing. Either that or Omicron has kicked off my sinuses and all that other stuff. So My energy is physically a little low, but I need you to know that my soul energy is so crystal clear. And I trust myself to show up because I want to show up. So all these things, all these just like you have, right? Like every single one of you, and it doesn't even have to be business, right? Like, I don't know, you could be a people pleaser in relationships with your spouse or your kids or, you know, all the things that we come up against. In my world, I call those protectors. We are all running around the world trying to protect ourselves. We are all running around the world trying to protect ourselves and we don't even know it. And I am studying and mastering a modality called internal family systems as a coach started out as a therapy modality, but it is absolutely available to you as a layperson. It is available to me as a coach. I'm doing a lot of training as a coach in it. I have completely integrated it into my coaching and it is changing everybody's lives. It is changing some of my clients are sharing this stuff with their children and it is changing their children's lives. Um, and so one of the one of the frameworks of internal family systems is that we are actually um, a multiplicity being. And every single one of us have has said in the past, a part of me this and a part of me that. Like a part of me knows I should do the things I need to do to get more sales. But a part of me does this, right? That is so common. So the parts of you that overthink, that are anxious, the part of you that has trouble being still, the part of you that drinks too much, the part of you that tries to buy Amazon, the part of me last night, I'm doing dry January. And the part of me last night, I had two parts come up and I was feeling such intense cravings for sugar and for wine. A, I'm watching TV and alcohol's everywhere. And so when you're trying to like slow down or moderate your alcohol and you see somebody online drinking a glass of wine, like, ugh. And so I noticed last night, because I haven't had anything to drink for 12 days, if not more. And I haven't been, well, I was binging over Christmas. I was like binging on um, like having like nine to 10 lint truffles a night, just so enjoying all that chocolate. And so I'm really decreasing my sugar intake. And last night um, I felt these strong cravings. And instead of judging them, I was like, Oh, what, it, what's going on? What's underneath the cravings? And <clears throat> When I listen to my part, so I literally personify them, right? I've done this with my clients long before IFS is, is personify 
the different parts inside of us and, and speak to them like the humans that they are. And I say, I notice you're craving a lot. What is that? What is it that you, you have to tell me? What is it you want me to know? And in the past, I would say, I noticed the craving stop that, <laughs> right? Like I would bossy McBossers them. And what's working now is actually befriending these parts. And so I'm like, oh, I noticed you're, you know, you're really craving what's going on. And very clearly, my part speaks to me in um, audible and visual. I have some clients whose parts speak to them in vague imagery and colors. They can speak in physical sensations. Anyways, my parts were like, um, we're sad. <laughs> and I was like, what are you sad about? And they're sad because um, I recently had a girlfriend ghost me. This is a newer friend. We started to get to know each other. And I don't know, maybe I said or did something. I, I thought, you know, I texted her. I was like, are you dead? Are you okay? Got nothing back. So there's a part of me that's really sad and sad, sad about that. And so I was just able to say, yeah, it's really... You know, when you think you're friends with somebody and I'm here for you. And what does this have to do with internal safety? I'm sad I can't drink, right? <laughs> and the reality is I can drink, but like, what is it that wants, what is it that they want? You know, that's the thing. My parts aren't saying I'm sad I, I can't drink or I can't have sugar. They're just saying sugar and drinks would help me avoid feeling sad because our friend doesn't want to be our friend. <laughs> right. And so when I let them know, I will always be your friend. Okay. So thank you for tracking with me <clears throat> today. I just want to jump to probably the first of a few conversations I'd like to have with you on internal safety, frankly, on internal everything. And thank you for <clears throat> bearing with my grunty voice, as you have for the last six months. I cannot let what is going on physically with me stop me from sharing some of the joy and insight I have. This week in coaching... I noticed a theme in both my group and my one-on-one -on -one sessions <clears throat> and with a group of clients of mine who are doing some external compassionate challenge work, they're working on visibility. And so for a lot of really, for a lot of small business owners, especially heart-centered people, visibility is a big thing. Like if you want to be famous, if you want to be visible, no big deal. But in, <laughs> in, for many people, putting themselves out there and putting their work out there bumps up against a bunch of stuff, right? And so we're doing some precious work in visibility. And one of the things I reminded them, you know, some of the fears that come up is somebody's going to reject me. Somebody's going to hate me. Somebody's going to unchoose me. Somebody's going to be mean to me. Somebody's going to silence me. Somebody's going to cancel me. And you know what? I don't tell them, no, that won't happen. Absolutely. I cannot guarantee you external safety. I can't. I can't guarantee you external safety. But I, what I can support you with and help you is cultivating internal safety. And in, internal safety is so much more than change your thinking, change your life. 
there's an embodied, there's, there's a way that practicing being with yourself and being with the parts of yourself that are stressed out and scared. There's a way of being with yourself that can over time build internal safety. I wish there was an internal safety switch. I saw saying that to my clients on Monday when I said something about internal safety, not external safety, about half the room, just like their eyeballs popped wide open. And I wish the eyeballs and the light bulb moments were enough. This morning, even, even... I, you know, my clients are practicing a certain level of visibility that I'm totally comfortable with. And I have been working with my book coach for over a year, a year and a quarter on writing this book. I have thousands of words and in the same way that my clients wrestle with some of their parts and I'm trying to teach them to not wrestle, (laughs) I, even though I'm comfortable being um, public on social media I might need to turn down my music. I have music in my ears. Y'all, I'm listening to Ludovico Inwaldi, and it just it makes me cry. Then again, everything makes me cry these days because I just feel joy. So this internal safety, and, and I tell you what, externally, I actually feel safe. But internally, there are some parts of me that are really flipping and flopping and having parts parties and um, using very well-meaning but tricky devices to try to keep me from moving forward with this book. And there's something about putting things out in a little piece and a little piece and a little piece here that feels really safe. And then there's something about combining it together that parts of me don't feel safe doing. Parts of me feel very nervous doing. Parts of me feel very judgy doing. My perfectionist parts come up. My confusion parts come up. And it's just a normal process. And I'm tender today because in talking with my book coach this this morning, and in light of just... 2021 and some of the learnings that I have received so quickly, it was like, there's that phrase gradually, then suddenly. So doing 25 years of internal work, and then it's almost like it all hit at once. For any of you who um, understand human design, there's a concept called off the roof. And Allison, off the roof, y'all, I'm off the roof. And it's like a whole new climate from, from the inside out in my being. And It didn't happen overnight, even though the results feel overnight. It didn't happen overnight. It happened through the cultivation of, through the cultivation of gentle, compassionate, connecting and reconnecting with myself. And that's how internal safety is created. No one can guarantee you that when you go out into the world and you express yourself or when you fall in love with somebody or when you start a business or whenever you do anything outside of your little, I call it hidey hole, (laughs) that you will be safe. We can't control other people and some people are weird and some people are mean and sometimes we stick our foot in our mouth and sometimes we make mistakes in front of other people. And we definitely are out in the world opening ourselves up to some kind of judgment and harshness 
Oh, hi, Shelly. Of course you're supposed to be here. And I have recently had the most simple of profound ahas that like, no wonder none of these things in personal development worked all these years. I feel like a late bloomer. Part of me feels silly for just now getting some of these things, but... All the love you want is inside of you. All the safety you want is inside of you. All the safety you want is inside of you. And I've noticed over the last year, I'm coming up on the one-year anniversary of doing my internal family systems work. I started February 5th, the day before my 49th birthday. And it has profoundly changed my life and infiltrated my work and my way of being. And part of me wants to hoard it and make myself special. And then part of me wants all of you to know about it. The part of me that already feels special wants you to all know about it. I don't need to be special because I am my own specialness. I can't, I, one of my biggest things, like, core wounds is being left <clears throat> like when I like not just not just up in my head but when when you get down to like what are you afraid of and what are you afraid of and if that happened and that happened I will be invisible and someone will leave me I'll be left I'll be left I've already been left I've been left so many times and it hurts being left I've been left recently and it hurts and um, I've been married to my husband 15, I think this year will be our 15. Yeah, this year will be our 15th anniversary. We've been living together for 17 years. And even now, if we get in a little dust up, um, a part of me, especially if our dust up has, like if we have, a, that's what we call our mild arguments. If we have a mild argument that deviates from any of the patterns that we've created as a couple arguing, and recently we had an argument and there was a few different, there was some, it just, there were some differences in the way we argued. And a part of me was like, that's not how we normally fight. He's about to leave you. And there's nothing I can do. I mean, my husband has told me he won't leave me, but we all know how that goes. And this is not a reflection on Bill. This is a reflection on humanity. Even if my husband never leaves me, I can't guarantee that he won't die in a car accident or get a disease, right? Like we cannot guarantee external safety, but everything in us from the moment, actually from before we are born, I had a client that was talking about an imaginary ruler, right? If I just do this, I'll be enough. If I just be this, someone won't leave me. If I just hit this, if I just accomplish this, if I am just this, then my greatest fear will never happen. And frankly, all of my clients ever in all the entire world in 18 years of coaching, and I quit counting at 40,000 hours, however many years ago. It's always because we're afraid of discomfort, we're afraid of being unloved, we're afraid of being unchosen, and we're afraid of being good enough. There's like man, woman, accomplished, not accomplished. There's always these deep, really old core wounds. 
And, and <clears throat> when I had that argument with my husband, he came into the living room and I was in the bedroom and I was very activated. Like he needed some space. We needed to cool down. He needs some space. I need some space. And it was one of the first times that like I'd hit that core wound in a long time with my husband. I haven't hit it in years with my husband, but it hit it. And I just sat there in my bed with my little me's, the little ones of me. And I just said, I know you're scared. We're scared that, you know, our husband will leave us because we've had a husband leave before. We've had friends leave before. You guys, my husband was heartbreaking, but sometimes my girlfriend's leaving has been a huge heartbreak. (laughs) And I just told those little ones, I don't know. I don't think he'll ever leave us, but I can't make you that promise. Because even if he stays... You know, even with his commitment, his beloved commitment to not go anywhere, that is nowhere in his intention or his vibration or in his actions, a plane could fall out of the fucking sky, right? Like people leave, (laughs) die all the time. And so I just told the little ones inside of me, no matter what happens, I will never leave you. I will never leave me. I will always be here. And honestly, little ones inside, people will come and go. And it is not fun when it hurts. But I will be here when it hurts. And I think I spent so much of my life, and I see many people do, avoiding the hurt. Now, I'm not saying, yay, hurt, come on, bowl me over, kick my ass. I'm just saying life is awesome and terrible. Life is full of glorious joy. And somewhere in our mind, in the same way I told this to my book coach today, it's like, I have this idealistic fantasy that I'm going to sit down at my typewriter and I'm just going to have a montage of typey, 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 typey. And I'm going to do it all in a weekend and I'm going to stay up night and I have too much coffee and too much wine, but I'm going to typey, 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 typey. And then when it's all said and done, I'm going to go, ta-da, here's my manuscript. And Oprah will swoop in and discover it and put me on the bestsellers book club and it will be easy like that. And I realized so many of us, because of these rulers, right? We're always measuring up. So let me go back to the ruler. I had a client that was talking about rulers and I've actually had three clients this week, one in group and two in private, had conversations about rulers. was so weird, right? And I have a ruler at my desk. I must have thrown it. Um, Now, here's what's interesting. Track with me. A ruler creates a measurement, and the measurement is neutral. But from even in our mother's wombs, and I I don't know, I was born in 1972, and so I I was in my mom's womb in 1971, I don't know what they were able to measure, and I don't know when percentiles started. But I do know that women my age who've had children, and they've had their babies measured in the womb, and not only were they measured, no one said, hey, your baby is this 
XYZ measurement, period. They said, this baby is XYZ measurement, and it's in the ABC percentile. And so since from before the day we were born, not only were we measured, we were compared. Is your measurement enough? And the measurement is not the problem. It's the comparison. The measurement can give you data. It can give you information. And the information is valuable. But we are so conditioned to to compare it. Instead of saying this is the data. (laughs) And so here we are out in the world always trying to chase the right number on the ruler so that we measure up. If I measure up, I won't be left. If I measure up, I'll write a good book. If we measure up, I'll make enough money. If I measure up, my husband will never leave me. And so all we're ever doing is focusing on measuring up instead of loving what is. And I'm not talking about loving what is outside of us. I'm talking about loving what is inside of us. As I sit here at my desk, I have a stack of stickers that say, all my parts are welcome. Last night, I hit a piece in my book. Ooh. I didn't plan to write last night. I don't ever write in the evening. And I sat down on a blank piece of paper and out came this thing. It's like I saw the moment. I saw the moment when life asked of me. And when I say life, I'm going to say capital L, like spiritual life. Like my soul used the conditions of life to call me deeper. And it was... I I just, I remember the day. I remember the sheets of the bed that I was sleeping in. When I woke up, I know exactly where I was. I know, I can feel the sheets. It was not in my house. And, And some events that happened that day and quite a few events that have happened since then that required me to get out of my head and outside of my external world, like there is some knowledge outside of me to bring inside of me that will make me safe and lovable. And I have spent the last year gloriously, lovingly excavating banished parts of me. Parts of me that when they rose up in the past, because I had been taught... I just shoved them back in a closet. I just slapped a Band-Aid on it and sent them running. <laughs> or I spoke over them. <laughs> I allison explained them, right? Y'all have heard of mansplaining, like where a man just starts telling you how things are and how many times I did that to parts of myself. <clears throat> and what I see, and I don't just see, I breathe. What I breathe now and what is a daily practice is that Safety and lovable and enoughness is an inside job. (laughs) 
And I can say that, and you're like, okay, Allison, how do we do that? This is the other thing I want you to realize, that no one has really taught us. People say that to you all the time. Oh, from the inside out. I think one of the very earliest iterations of my coaching practice was like, I'm an inside out coach. Yeah, I was an inside out, but there was a whole other inside that I didn't know about. And so today, I'll wrap up here. I just want you to consider all the places you look for safety. Are you looking for safety in the approval, in the likes, in your sales numbers, in your weight? This is one of the reasons I'm able to have my 50th birthday party in Vegas. I'm I'm a highly sensitive person. And a handful of my friends are like, yeah, I don't want to go to Vegas. I don't do Vegas because the energy is too crazy. And y'all, I am my energy. Vegas bows down to my energy. I didn't always know that. I was the same way. I was like, I can't go to a concert. If I go to a concert, I mean, y'all, seriously, if I have got, I will just say it's possible. If I have gotten in physical, violent fights with human beings, it was probably at a concert where I was pretty sober and they weren't. And so um, now the main reason I don't go to concerts is because they start so late and go so late. Like if concerts were at 3 p.m., I'd be down with concerts. I'm all about concerts, but like I go to sleep early because I like my sleep. So, but right, like I'm able to be, how can somebody who's empathic and sensory be out in the world? This is another thing. You empaths listen up. And I don't mean this as shame, okay? I just want to plant this seed that we have dominion. I have dominion over my safety. I have dominion over my empathy. I'm the decider. I'm the decider that the, of the energy that Vegas will have. I am not subject to the energy of Vegas. Vegas will be Vegas. And I will create my own internal safety bubble as I move around Vegas. I walk into a room of darkness and there is light, whether it's Vegas or my own house, and you do too. And so those of you who are impasse and you're like, oh, I feel everybody's stuff, turn it off. You realize that we can create, (laughs) excuse me, we can create internal safety. We can create our own internal rooms without having to unconsciously disconnect and so all the ways i created safety up until 2016 98% of those were subconscious disassociations subconscious disconnections and one of the things i'm i'm paying attention to um with my new therapist is i told him i was like i want the theme to be the places i disconnect from me where do i leave me And I think it is so precious. It's really precious. How my biggest fear is being left when I'm the only one who can ever really leave me. And I'm not saying there doesn't involve hurt, but when there's hurt, if I leave me, then I can't handle the hurt. If I never leave me, 
my heart can hold it all. That's what I wanted to share. I just wanted you to start contemplating in your own gorgeous, wise, sovereign heart that you can be the decider. That, that, and I'm not saying you have to shut yourself off from the world, but I'm saying you can take your awareness from trying to control all the things that we cannot fucking control to learning how to cultivate inner safety, inner lovability, inner presence, and inner connection. If I stay connected with me in Vegas, I can go anywhere in Vegas. I can go through my own dark nights of the soul as long as I stay connected with myself. And the more I connect with myself, the more I bring my armor down. And honestly, y'all, I've lived a really armored life. I have had a one-way heart. For the last five years, one of my three words has been open-hearted. And my heart was a one-way door. Man, I would give and give and give and give and give. And I would pour my heart out, but you are not allowed in. Because that might mean I hurt. But I would give it so that you'd like me. And the more I give my own heart, the less I care if you like me. The right people will like me and the wrong people won't. I approve of me. I love me. I will be there for me. I am the internal safety I need. And what that does, it does not make me immune to the outside world, but it actually gives me clarity and courage in the outside world. So if I take myself into a circumstance outside of my own dominion, all the internal energy is resourced and directed perfectly. There is no frothing like I'm, it, it cuts out all the noise. There's any part of me that goes out into the world sucking on the air that will make me safe, then I'm going to miss the things that might harm me. <clears throat> Whereas if I'm internally sourced, that energy is <clears throat> that energy is clear. That energy is centered, and I'm. I'm able, instead of anticipating, I'm, I'm just able. <laughs> and, and I thought I was done, but I'm not done. I, I realized, and I told my clients the other day, many of us, any of us, and I don't know anybody who hasn't had this, but any of us who've had any kind of emotional abuse, verbal abuse, sexual abuse, whatever kind of abuse there is, societal abuse, any of us that have had any wounds of the past, so aka all human beings, Our nervous system hackles are up. We're running around the world in defense. Our nervous system is looking for threats. And we're all moving around with our threat protecting armor on. And it's exhausting. And it's an impossible job. And in internal family systems, the parts of us that are scarcity and needy and all these other things, those are protectors. They're not horrible parts of us. They're not low mindset. They're actually trying to do something benevolent. They're trying to protect us from a threat they experience as real. Thus the phrase, 
self-leadership. How will you lead yourself in a chaotic world? That's a skill. That is not innate because everything from the moment you were measured in your mama's womb and put into a percentile, your self-autonomy was taken away through comparison. That's all I got. My voice is dead. I love y'all. Thanks for listening. This was the live recording of 162. Actually, there's really 172, but 10 of the episodes are numbered. 162 episodes of the Better Life, Better Work show. I'm Allison Cross. I'm Allison Cross. I'm, I'm not Allison Cross. I'm Allison Crow. If you would like to come do some of this internal safety work in the context of being a business owner, it's my jam. And I'm taking members in Soli's self-leadership society. It's a coaching membership and community where we use the outer work of work (laughs) that brings up the inner parts and our parts parties to learn how to meet these parts, how to lead these parts, not banish and exile these parts, not to shame them, but how to actually create genuine, compassionate internal safety so that we can go out into the world and be courageous. Love y'all. Peace out. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode and want to dive deeper, come check out the Soli Self-Leadership Society. It's my online coaching membership community, a networking community, a place to belong, and a place where you can be coached by me in life and business. We dive deep into the practices of both being and doing that help us create our unique version of soulful success. It's a special community of small business owners just like you, and it's where I show up and give my clients personal support at an accessible fee. Check it out at www.coachwithallison.com. As always, thanks for listening. And I want to give a special shout out to Elise Rich from Wide Awake Recordings for her sound production each week on my episodes, especially the car episodes, and for her music composition for my intro and outro. This show is sponsored by my three dogs, Leroy Brown, Clementine, and Rocky Potato. They're here to remind you to consider adopting when you get your next pet. More is not better. Better is better. 